the Tennessee Titans will have to choose a backup quarterback this weekend, whether they like it or not. I'm going to tell you why on today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked on Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast is brought to you by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. We got a lot to discuss on today's show. The Tennessee Titans and head coach Mike Vrabel still refuse to announce who the backup quarterback will be for the regular season due to a new NFL rule. They're going to have to tell us one way or another, so I'm going to dive into that also. Who will be the Tennessee Titans MVP this year? And I'll also talk about three major X factors on the roster. So a lot to discuss before we get into it. Thank you guys for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen each and every day. Remember, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content all year round, always for free. Make sure that you get subscribed, stay subscribed to the Locked On Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Speaking of every day, shout out to my everydayers out there listening to the show Monday through Friday. Tomorrow, it is the return of Crossover Thursday. Ross Jackson from Locked On Saints is going to be on the show to help us break down the first matchup of the year. And then Friday is Game Plan Friday. I'm going to be breaking down from a schematic standpoint exactly how the Tennessee Titans are going to beat the New Orleans Saints. Going to talk team scheme. Going to talk individual players as well. Give my predictions, all that. You don't want to miss the next two episodes that are coming out this week. Also, Sunday, I'm going to have a 10-minute instant reaction going up live on the YouTube channel. It'll be up on the podcast feed as well. And then I'll have my full 30-minute recap out later on Sunday night. So a ton of content coming your way. Get subscribed. Stay subscribed. Throw a thumbs up on the video right now. Show's always free. All I ask for in return is the press of a button. But with that being said, got to talk about this backup quarterback competition because it has been the major focus point for practically everyone within the fan base, everyone covering the team, for all of training camp and all of the preseason. Who is going to win the backup quarterback job? And we sit here just a few days away from the Titans' very first regular season game, and we have no clue. We have no clue. Um, They still haven't decided. The team released its unofficial depth chart with a slash in between Willis and Levis. Still no decision made there. And even Mike Vrabel talked in the media earlier this week, and said, quote, no, not yet, talking about deciding on the backup quarterback. He said, quote, I think a lot of it is based on the game plan. How we feel, who can step in there and help us. Will Levis has been out a little bit, but excited to get him back this week. Continue with Malik's maturity and see where it goes at the end of the week, end quote. So I just find that weird. 
I think it's a bit of a surprise. Will Levis has been out with an injury for quite a while. He came back to practice last week. He's obviously going to practice this week, but I mean, he missed two full preseason games and allowed Malik Willis to take advantage of that opportunity. Now, that first game against the Vikings, I didn't think that Willis really stepped up to the plate and took full advantage of the opportunity that he had, but it wasn't an absolutely miserable game from Willis as well. And then in the final preseason game, I thought Malik Willis played relatively well. Was it perfect? No, it wasn't perfect. But the point is, with all the missed time from Will Levis and then the decent play and growth that we saw from Malik Willis, it's just a little bit of a surprise that Mike Vrabel, to this point, still has not named Malik Willis as the backup quarterback. Like, that, to me, is a surprise. But here's the thing. They're not going to be able to hide forever, folks. We are going to know who the backup quarterback is this week. They are going to have to tell us because of the new third quarterback rule in the NFL. So let me break this down to you pretty simply. So you got three quarterbacks who are dressed on game day. We'll call this the 49ers rule because of what happened to him last year. But you're allowed to have three quarterbacks dressed on game day. One of them does not count towards your game day roster. All right? So a lot of people don't realize this, but there may be 53 people on your roster, but you're not allowed to have 53 active players during the actual game. I believe the number now is 48. The NFL's kind of moved it around a little bit with COVID, 48, 46, back and forth. But you're not allowed to have 53 players, all of your 53 players active on game day. That's not how it works. Okay? So what's going to happen is you're going to have two quarterbacks who are quote-unquote active, Tannehill and then whoever is the backup. And then the third quarterback, we'll call it the emergency quarterback, is dressed in pads but can only play under special circumstances. Those special circumstances are if both quarterbacks get injured or if both quarterbacks get ejected. You're not allowed to play that third quarterback just for poor play. Like, let's let's say Tannehill gets hurt. Will Levis comes in and plays terrible. If Malik Willis is the emergency quarterback, they can't just put Malik Willis in because Will Levis is playing terrible. It has to be an injury or an ejection. Now, of course, I expect NFL teams to maybe mess around with that a little bit as they will always find loopholes, but it's not like you could just use all three quarterbacks like you would if they were there. Now, the Titans could choose to have all three quarterbacks on the game day active roster out of their 48 guys. Excuse me. They could have three quarterbacks, but that's not likely. So the Titans will have to decide who will be QB2 and who will be QB3 because those emergency quarterback rules will apply to one of those guys. And we will know who that is. That will have to be said publicly who that is. So Mike Vrabel can hide all he wants. The Titans can hide all they want, but they will have to make a decision on quarterback too soon. And the decision will be made public. And due to NFL rules, we will have to know. And I'm excited to finally see who won this battle. But let me just say this. Mike Vrabel's comment, I think a lot of it is based on the game plan. I just wanted to point that out because that could mean that who the quarterback two is and who the emergency quarterback is each week could change. 
It could rotate based on what the Titans think they need more, what skill set of the player they think they need more. And one other thing that may matter is if the Titans are playing a running quarterback that week might have more or it might make more sense for Malik Willis to be the scout team quarterback. So he would be the emergency quarterback who runs practice team against the Titans defense. If it's more of a, a passer that has Will Levis's skill set, like a Derek Carr, for example, then it might make more more sense for Will Levis to be the scout team quarterback against the defense in practice, be the emergency quarterback, and then Malik Willis be QB2. So we're going to get an answer for this week, but I have a feeling that Mike Vrabel might change his answer week to week, and we'll never get the true definitive answer that we're all looking for. But if that's what's best for the Titans, then I'm okay with that. But we are going to move forward here. Who will be the Tennessee Titans MVP this season? Who will be the offensive player of the year, the defensive player of the year? Who are the three biggest X factors for the season? I'm going to go over all of that in just a moment before we get into it. Do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Harry's. No matter what you shave, Harry's has you covered for the best shave of your life at a price that you'll love. From their legendary high-quality razors to skin products like exfoliating face wash, hydrating lotion, Harry's gives you a premium shave without the premium price tag. And look, guys, I'm getting older, and the reality is I got to take care of my skin better. I, I got to... I got to use those exfoliating face washes from Harry's. I got to use lotion more often. I was rough and tumble my whole life. I don't care. I'm a dude. What do I need lotion for? Well, now I'm paying the price and thank the heavens that Harry's is there so I can get some quality products for a good price as well. Creams, washes, lotions. They have all kinds of stuff to keep your skin healthy and hydrated. Blades made in their own factory in Germany that stay sharp. Guys who tried it have said that their eighth shave is as sharp as their first. That's crazy. They have sleek, ergonomic weighted handles that look great in your bathroom and give you precise control with each swipe. Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving injury or injury industry. Hopefully no shaving injuries. Of course, you're not going to have any with Harry's. Get your best shave ever with Harry's razors and skincare products. Get a $13 starter set for just $3 at harrys.com slash NFL. That's harrys.com slash NFL for a $3 starter set. Titans fans, let's continue today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. We talked about the backup quarterback competition that may never, ever end. But we're going to get at least one answer this weekend, finally, when the Titans have to declare who their QB2 is and who their emergency quarterback is. So it'll be nice to get some clarity there, and we'll talk about that whenever the news does break. But now I want to transition into some season awards for the Titans, my predictions. Of course, who will be the Titans MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Rookies of the Year, X-Factor players, all of that. Before we get into it, though, want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen each and every day. The Locked On Ultimate NFL Season Preview is here. 
The seven-episode extravaganza brings you opinions, analysis, and plenty of debate from all 32 of our locked-on NFL hosts, including me, with added insight from our national experts. It's a can't-miss series before the season kicks off. Catch every episode on Locked On NFL on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Put your guys' answers down below right now. Who will be the Titans MVP? Who will be the Offensive Player of the Year? Who will be the Defensive Player of the Year? The Offensive and Defensive Rookies of the Year. Excited to go through your guys' answers as well. But for me, I'm going with a double up to start things off. The Tennessee Titans MVP will also be the Tennessee Titans Defensive Player of the Year, and it's Jeffrey Simmons. I think that this season is the year that Jeffrey Simmons takes the leap. I think this is the year that Jeffrey Simmons goes from one of the best interior defensive linemen in the league to the best defensive lineman in the league. This year is the year. I think that's double-digit sacks, which is the next step. I mean, Chris Jones had, what, 15 sacks last year? Aaron Donald with a ton of sacks all the time. The next step for Jeffrey Simmons is double-digit sacks. We know that he is absolutely fierce against the run. We know that he also has pass rush talent as well. He just needs to put the best of both those worlds together at the same time. And I think this is the year that he does it. Not only that, but there's a team aspect of this as well. It's MVP. I think Simmons individually will have the best year of his career. But also, I think the Titans defense will be the best that it's been in five years. I mean, it was really good in 2021, but there are some statistical warts. 2019, 2020, it was all right. It was okay. It was okay. 2020 especially had some downside. But when it mattered, the Titans defense showed up in that playoff game. They really did. Last year, the defense was good, and then the injuries took its toll. This year, I think it all comes together. I think the Titans have the best defense in the NFL this year. And Jeffrey Simmons is the pillar for which it's all built on. So for my MVP, for my defensive player of the year, both of those go together, and it's Jeffrey Simmons. Absolutely Jeffrey Simmons. Offensive player of the year. Look, guys, we know that we could give this award to Derrick Henry. We do. We know. But honestly, we've seen Derrick Henry, and he's just going to do what Derrick Henry does all the time. I used to make the argument that A.J. Brown was more important to the Titans than Derrick Henry. I still believe that that was true. Derrick Henry is absolutely incredible. But what made the Titans' offense special was having a Derrick Henry caliber talent at wide receiver as well. You need both. So that's why my offensive player of the year is going to be DeAndre Hopkins. I think that Hopkins this year is going to break the veteran wide receiver curse for the Titans. I think he's going to have a 1,000-yard season. I think he's going to be DeAndre Hopkins. Will he be prime DeAndre Hopkins? I don't know. But I think about 1,100 yards, six, seven touchdowns, about 85 catches, 80 catches somewhere in there. I think DeAndre Hopkins is going to make the impact that we all are hoping that he will make. I think Hopkins is going to be able to do that. I think that the addition of Hopkins, who can constantly beat man coverage, win in contested catch situations, I think it's good. We know that the Titans offense with just Derrick Henry alone 
Derrick Henry's going to produce. He had 1,500 rushing yards last year, and the Titans' offense was absolutely pitiful. I think the addition of DeAndre Hopkins this year is going to take the Titans' offense back to a new level. It's not maybe going to be the 2019-2020 level, but I think we're going to see a 2021 level that's a lot better than what we got in 2022. So I think it's going to be a bridge of those gaps, and Hopkins is going to be that addition that kind of sets them apart. I think that'll be absolutely huge. So Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins, my offensive player of the year. Of course, you could give it to Derrick Henry, but I hope you guys see the logic that I'm using here. Finally, I want to do offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year. I'll start with defensive rookie of the year. There isn't really a great answer because the Titans, I mean, didn't draft anybody on defense. So it's all undrafted free agents. But I'm going to go with Caleb Murphy. I think Caleb Murphy ends up getting some sacks. Again, I think the Titans pass rush will be the dominating force on the team, and he can be, uh, you know, a rotation guy on the back end of that. So I'll go with Caleb Murphy, who I think has an impact, but I want to cheat a little bit and say Otis Reese, but not because of defense, which is why I didn't pick him for deep defensive rookie of the year, but I think Otis Reese may be the most impactful rookie the Titans have um, that plays on defense but because of his special teams. I think Otis Reese is about to be an absolute juggernaut on special teams. Totally replaces Son Haskins and the special teams player that he was. So special shout out for, for Otis Reese there. But with that being said, the last segment of today's show, I want to talk about the three X factors that will determine whether the Titans hit their ceiling as a team or not. Now that the roster is set, now that we know where everybody's at, what things look like, want to kind of refresh who my three X factors for the season are before we get into all of that, though. Do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by game time. Look, during the summer, I wanted to go to a Cincinnati Reds game. It was only a couple of days before the game was supposed to happen. Kind of last minute, spontaneous thing. I jumped on the Game Time app. I was able to easily buy tickets with no stress and get a great view of where I was going to be sitting that was realistic. I mean, it was an incredible experience. Easy to do, got my tickets, easy to use the tickets, no worries, no stress, nothing like that. And again, it was kind of a spontaneous thing. So I was very surprised at how easy the entire process was. But that is exactly what you're going to get with the Game Time app. They have flash deals, last minute tickets. Again, it's easy to find and buy tickets to all different kinds of events. They have sports, music, comedy, theater, killer deals. Again, on last-minute tickets, they have a best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over buying tickets and just start getting hyped over all the fun that you're going to have at your event. Download the Game Time app right now. Create an account. Use the code Locked On NFL. You're going to get $20 off your first purchase, and you can snag tickets without the stress. With game time, terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code locked on NFL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Titans fans, let's cap off today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. We talked about the backup quarterback competition that will never end. It just goes on and on. 
my friends. We also talked about who I think will be the Titans MVP in 2023, Offensive Player of the Year, the Rookies of the Year, all that. But now I want to talk about the three X factors whose individual performance I think most impacts the Titans team success this year. Before we get into it, want to thank you guys again for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen each and every day. Remember, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content all year round, always for free. Make sure you get subscribed, stay subscribed. It's your team every day. Shout out to my everydayers out there. Let me know down below who you guys are. Tomorrow, crossover Thursday with Ross Jackson from Locked on Saints. Can't wait for that. Then Friday, game plan Friday, where I tell you guys from a schematic standpoint exactly how the Titans can win this game. And then I'll be live on Sunday after the game, breaking it all down. I'll have a 10-minute recap, a full 30-minute recap with Titan Up, Titan Down. Monday, we're going to take a look back at everything. Tuesday is all about the tape. Wednesday is looking forward. And we start back over with Crossover Thursday. The season is here, folks. Make sure you stay locked in to the Locked on Titans podcast. But number one X factor for me is left tackle Andre Dillard. If the Titans can get average, I don't want to say above above average, but I mean above average. If the Titans could get average tackle play from Andre Dillard, it would it would just be huge. It would just be critically huge. The Titans haven't had consistent left tackle play in what? Since 2019, maybe? It, it just, it's something that they haven't had with Taylor Lewan's injuries and Dennis Daly and Ty Sambrillo. And you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's been difficult. If the Titans could have just a solid left tackle, what it would mean for the entire offense as a whole it is monstrous. I mean, there's there's no other way to put it. With how bad Dennis Daly was last year, how much better can the Titans be if they don't just get better than that, but quite a bit better than that, which would be an average starting tackle. Now, the problem is, and why it's an X factor, is because if Andre Dillard is bad, if it's like, oh, no wonder this dude never got a starting spot in Philly. Oh, no wonder he got beat out by a seventh-round rugby player. If if that is what people are saying about Andre Dillard halfway through the year, then he may not be much better than Dennis Daly after all, and it is an absolute disaster. So, with what the Titans paid him, with the situation this year, Andre Dillard has to be good if the Titans are going to be good. He just has to be. Huge X factor on the offensive line. I think Peter Skaronsky will be fine. Oh, that reminds me. I never said my offensive rookie of the year. Oh, Lord. My bad. Peter Skaronsky. Okay. There you go. But I think Skaronsky will be fine. I think Brewer, if properly supported with good offensive linemen around him with a size at center, can be fine. Right tackle may get ugly, but you can't operate with two absolutely horrible offensive tackles. You can help the right tackle a ton if Andre Dillard can can hold his own. So that's absolutely the number one X factor for me is Andre Dillard. Number two is Arden Key. I am a big Harold Landry supporter. 
No doubt about it. People have been watching the show for a while, especially during Harold Landry's free agency. I'm a Harold Landry supporter. I think he's fantastic. His versatility unlocks the Titans' multiplicity up front. I love what he brings to the table. But Harold Landry is not a pure pass rusher. Harold Landry is not a guy with a million pass rush moves who can win in the phone booth nonstop. It's just not his game. He has a great speed rush. He has versatility. He can drop back. He can do a lot of things. He can play the run. He could be a stand-up linebacker in a 4-3, an edge rusher in a 3-4, put his hand in the dirt and sub package. He can do a lot. But if Arden Key can be who people thought he might be when he was drafted, the Titans are going to unlock their defense in a different way. Bud Dupree was paid to be that top-tier edge rusher who wins in a phone booth all the time. And he never had that ability. He's a cleanup, energy, effort sack guy. If Arden Key can be that for the Titans for significantly less money and be what the Titans hope Bud Dupree could consistently be, again, it's going to unlock the defense in such a crazy way. Like Arden Key taking the leap that everybody's been talking about in training camp and actually doing that in the regular season will be massive for the team. And it would take, again, take the Titans' defense from incredibly good to maybe the best defense we've seen in team history. Like, they have the talent to do that if Key is the guy that people have talked about him as being during training camp. So Arden Key is my number two. The third one for me is Traylon Burks. I think that Hopkins is going to do his part. I've talked about that the last two days, my everyday or snow. I think Hopkins is going to do his part this year. If Traylon Burks can be a first-round talent, a wide receiver, I mean, think about like what Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave did last year, even Drake London. Think about like Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase and these guys in the couple of in the first rounds in the last few years. Like, if Burks can be who he's supposed to be based on where he was drafted with DeAndre Hopkins. Titans are cooking with gas. Like, it takes the offense's ceiling to a whole nother level to have two top 25, top 30 receivers. I mean, it's huge. It would just be absolutely huge. So those three guys, if Dillard, Key, and Burks all have great years, the Titans won the division and the Titans might win a playoff game. That's how important those three guys are. So let me know who your X factors are down below. Let me know whether you agree with me, disagree, all that good stuff. Either way, your comments are appreciated. But tomorrow, the NFL season begins. I mean, well, not exactly tomorrow, but when you guys hear this, if you're listening on Wednesday morning, it is tomorrow. Either way, Thursday, the NFL season begins. Can't believe it. We finally made it. It's here. So excited for the season to come and the content we got coming out. But that is going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans. <laughs>